song. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to be back. What a wonderful study again. We're studying women in the Bible. Uh, different women in the Bible, and there is all, always uh, a teaching that we can relate to in the days we're living in. Uh, today we're going to, the title of the, of the study is Rebecca, Dutiful Wife, Mother of a Divided Home. And uh, through it all we kind of learn by relating to what they went through. They were human, like you and I. They were guided by the providence of God. They were uh, the people of God. <clears throat> so we're going to do some, um, I'm going to do some reading of the study. I will, we're going to go to the scriptures. You can uh, turn to, to Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24 has 67 verses, so we don't, we're not going to read it all, but we're going to read uh, from, from 24 up to, uh, I think it's 26 or so, and, uh, and the rest I'll fair phrase, uh, fair phrase it, and then we'll read a little bit more from the scriptures, where it's, it's all important, but in order to put every, everything in, in half an hour, we got to do a little fair praising, but uh, the Lord knows how He's guided me, and I know how I'm being guided to do studies, so we'll be fine. <coughs> Again, uh, then I'll read some more of the study, which is very important. Start off with uh, Rebecca, dutiful wife, mother of a divided home. Rebecca's life is a story of fate and struggle. She faced many of the things that we face today, including her own shortcomings and shortcomings of others. The record of her life in the Bible begins with a wondrous account of God's providential goodness and mercy. God's providential goodness and mercy, it's kind of, the providential means that it proceeded, it was guided and superintended by divine direction. Her life was uh, guided by the provid wonderful, providential, God's providential goodness and mercy. Uh, and then again, we said, uh, the Bible records of her life with the shadow of fleshly striving, discord, and fear hanging over her home. Only the promises of God secured her future and the future of her descendants. To start off uh, the setting of this uh, wonderful teaching, what was the promises of God that secured the future of and the future of her descendants? We're going to read a scripture from Genesis 26. Keep your finger in Genesis 24. We're going to come right back to that. Genesis 26, uh, verse uh, 2 through 5. It says, uh, And the Lord appeared unto him, Isaac, and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee. 
Uh, here's the promises of God. Subjourn in this land and I will be with thee. And I will bless thee for unto thee. This is God speaking. And unto thy seed. I will give all these countries. I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven. And I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. The promises that were promised to Abraham by God were promised also to Isaac and to his seed. Which means uh, Rebecca again. So that's what secured uh, Rebecca in the times when she was, uh, uh, as the Bible says here, uh, uh, striving discord uh, in her home, in her life. Now back to uh, chapter 24. We're going to start uh, uh, by reading the account of uh, Rebecca, uh, of the, uh, what the Bible says about the story of Rebecca. It begins with verse 1, And Abraham was an old was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord has blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant, the eldest servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son, which, which is Isaac, and of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto the country and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Preadventure, started back paddling, Preadventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I need bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? Saying, if they don't follow, the women don't follow me, uh, then I'm going to be finding for him. Shall I take, in other words, Isaac back to, to uh, uh, where they came from? He said, Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bringest not my son Caesar again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spoke unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed I will give this land, he shall send his angels before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from my oath. Only bring not my son Caesar again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swear to him concerning that matter. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed for all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia, unto the city of Nahor, which was one of the relatives of, uh, of, uh, of Abraham. I believe it's his brother. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. 
and he started to pray and said, O Lord God of, of my master Abraham, I pray thee send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water and let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink, and she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camel drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy master, for thy servant Isaac. And thereby, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. And it came to pass before he had done speaking that behold, Rebekah came out who was born to Bethuel, Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Naor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any men known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also uh, until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the straw and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew uh, for all his camels. And the man wandering at her held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass as the, as the camels had done drinking that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets with her hands for her hands of ten shekels weights of gold, and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee. Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? Verse 24. And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Naor. She said, Moreover unto him, we have both straw and provender, which means food, and food enough and room to lodge. And the man bowed down and his head bowed, bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. And we'll stop reading right there. Well his prayer was answered uh, as Abraham uh, directed uh, his servant that the Lord would be with him and answered his prayer by uh, providing uh, a uh, uh, Rebecca, which uh, should be the was to be the the woman that he was to uh, uh, find for Isaac, and uh, so the man was uh, he, the man bowed his head and and thanking the Lord for that, making his job a little easier. The rest of the story goes on. I'm going to paraphrase because it kind of it repeats itself. I encourage you. Read chapter 24, at the complete story at home. And um, so he 
Rebecca takes uh, the servant, and uh, the servant wasn't by himself. He had companion. They had ten camels, a lot of probably a lot of uh, stuff they needed, food, probably uh, things they carried when they traveled. But definitely, he had a lot of valuable uh, jewels and golds and clothing. Uh, we see that uh, he took uh, uh, intro uh, Rebecca introduced the man to his family. They were happy to see him. Uh, they invited him to stay, and uh, and and when they uh, did that, it continued. Uh, they fed his camels, and again uh, uh, the man relays the story of how Sarah received a blessing uh, uh, in the old age and had Isaac. Continue the story continues, and he relays the story of how Abraham sent him. And uh, how uh, how they came to how he came and what he asked the Lord in prayer and how the Lord answered him by uh, as he met uh, Rebecca and how she carried herself and and presenting herself to him and prayer was answered. Anyway, he he relates all that story in the following verses and in verse. Uh, in verse 50, uh, Laban, which was uh, the girl of uh, Rebekah's brother, and Bethuel, which was Rebekah's father, answered and said, this is in verse 50, The thing proceeded from the Lord, we cannot speak unto thee bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before thee, take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. And then it continues, uh, well, he said, and the man went and, and got uh, uh, brought uh, uh, jewels, silver, jewels, and gold, and raiment, and gave them to Rebecca, and also to her brother, and to her mother, precious things. They did eat and drank, and uh, they tarried all night, and uh, in the morning they woke up, the servant says, send me away. Unto my master, he was ready to go back and get this over with. And they said unto him, "No, let us. Let why don't you stay ten more days?" And he said, "No, I can't stay ten more days. I gotta go back to my master and get before things go out of uh, wrong." I'm paraphrasing. Uh, so they say he said, "I gotta go." And they said, "Well, let us let us bring the damsel, which is Rebecca, and inquire." At her mouth, let's see what Rebecca shall say. In verse 58, they called Rebecca and said unto her, Will thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. So she, she stepped out in faith and decided that she would go with him. If you let us read from 62, verse 62 to 67. And we'll uh, see this wonderful story of love take place. Verse 62, And I say came from the way of the well, Lahairai, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, there the camels were coming. Verse 64. Rebecca lifted up her eyes uh, 
And when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. Means uh, got off the camel. And she had said, un, for she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah, and she became his wife. He loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Amen. And that consummates the story of Isaac and the meeting of Rebekah, which was to be, which became his wife. We are... Uh, <coughs> We're going to read a little bit of the uh, study here. It says, The true record of Rebekah being sought and found as a bride for Isaac is a wonderful display of God's all-wise providence. We said at the beginning that God's providential goodness and mercy was uh, what was directing all this, uh, uh, all this uh, for Rebekah. Uh, in other words, God was in sovereign control of everything that happened, everything that uh, uh, continued on in the life of Rebecca and Isaac. So, uh, very familiar verse that we use all the time, and I have to share it with you. Romans 8, 28. You can turn there if you want to. I will read it from up here. Romans 8, 28 says that, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. And maybe very uh, acceptable verse that uh, concludes uh, what we just read uh, in the story of Rebecca. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Romans eight twenty eight. The faith that was demonstrated by Abraham, Abraham's servant, Rebekah, is a wonderful example to every child of God that God can be trusted at all times. For all things, under all circumstances, with all our hearts, Rebekah willing and gladly obeyed the will of God. She undertook a long and hard journey in order to become the wife of a man she had never met because she believed that it was the will of God. The message and the gifts that were bestowed on her by Abraham's servant were received as tokens of the truth, and that she would find more fully at the end of her journey. And the husband, who, and, and the husband whose love she would enjoy. Every believer receives the message of gifts of God, which are given to us through Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God, which is given to us in regeneration as the token of a fuller, richer, and complete blessing, which we shall enjoy when we are at last in His presence and joined to Him whom our soul has believed and loved. Turn to First Peter. The Bible says there that every new believer receives those uh, those gifts from God, spiritual gifts that we may know uh, 
and we may know that uh, uh, God is with us and God is moving us forward. First Peter chapter 1, if you will turn there, we'll read a couple of verses. First Peter, First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. Well, let's read from verse 2. Elect according to the forbearance of God. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Amen. The grace which we now experience, those gifts, guidance, those gifts, guidance, assurance, and comfort of the spirits which we now enjoy, and that love and knowledge of God which we obtain through the Spirit who dwells in us, or the earnest pledge of greater things to come. And we believe that, and we wait on that. First John chapter 3, verse 1 through 3, the first epistle of John. If you will turn there. Chapter 3, verse 1 through verse 3. Behold one manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Wherefore, the world knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. <clears throat> A few scriptures that go along with the study. Like Rebecca, let us prepare ourselves to meet the bridegroom and then end our journey, that we may have joy when we see him face to face. Rebecca was mature enough to be a wife, mother, and householder. We see her behaving as a hardworking, responsible, humble, and kind young woman whom she, when she met, meets Abraham's servant. While living at home as an unmarried young woman, she was a blessing to her family. She was chaste in her conduct, just day or chaste, maintaining her wo womanly purity and was able to be presented to Isaac as a chaste, beautiful bride. What spiritual quality, qualities, but what spiritual qualities parallel these this attributes of Rebecca to every godly woman should possess and abound in. Humility, seriousness of mind, and kindness, uh, ki and kindness, generosity, chastity, dependability, willing to serve, 
and virtue or marks of a spiritual mature woman. Rebecca was both obedient and brave in accepting the proposal to be Isaac's wife. The Christian life, the, the Christian life requires obe uh, obedience and bravery. Her family at first sought to display her, her Christ's early family and friends. They said her family at first sought to delay her when they wanted her to stay 10 more days. Christ's early family and friends on occasion sought to hinder him in his spiritual responsibilities. And... Uh, We'll read down. He said, uh, following, Christ, following Christ requires the cares and concerns. Re, following, I'm sorry. following Christ requires forsaking the cares and concerns of this life. And even the wants and wishes of those who are dear to us according to the flesh when their wants and wishes interfere with serving Christ, being faithful to Him. Let's read uh, Matthew chapter 12, if you want to turn there with me. Uh, and we will read a passage of Scripture in which uh, uh, there, uh, the Lord is preaching and they're trying to uh, distract Him. Okay. Uh, Matthew chapter 12, and we're going to read uh, chapter 46, chapter 46, all the way to 50. While he yet talked, speaking of Christ, was preaching, while he just, just talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him, that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? Question mark. And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. They were distracting him from what he was doing. Sometimes our own personal family trying to distract us. They do me sometimes. <laughs> Aren't you going to hang out with us? <laughs> no, I'm going to church. Why do you go to church so much? You, you should have enough uh, forgiveness already. Well, it's part of our Christian life to be at church, to assemble ourselves and hear the message of God. Uh, point number two, I'm going to continue in the study. we got time. Point number two, a trial of faith. For the, first, for the first 20 years of her marriage, Rebecca was unable to bear children. Isaac prayed for her, and God gave them Esau and Jacob. Turn to Genesis chapter 25, and we're going to read uh, verse 19 through 26. 
Genesis 20, chapter 25, verse 19 to 26. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Pandaranaram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations, or two, she said, Two nations are in thy, thy womb, and two manners of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red all all over like an hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob, and Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. In other words, he was 60 years old. And uh, we see uh, the, uh, as Isaac prayed for her, and the Lord uh, answered his prayers, and Rebecca conceived and uh, gave her two sons, Isa and Jacob. Um, no doubt this was a difficult time in their lives, knowing the, the promise of God, the promises of God, to make of Abraham and Isaac descendants of a multitude of people like the sands of the seashore in number. Yet Isaac and Rebekah turned to the Lord in prayer. How fitting that these two whose marriage was in direct answer to prayer and trust in the Lord should go to the Lord in prayer regarding the birth of the children. Uh, husbands and wives should pray for one another and should pray together seeking to know and follow God's will. Our homes, our homes should be ruled by this precept, and all the blessings are sought from God. First uh, Peter, chapter one, uh, chapter three, verse seven. First Peter, chapter three, verse seven. The Bible says. He said, our homes should be ruled by this precept that all blessings are sought from God. First, first Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 7 says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers, may, that your prayers be not hindered. Failure on the part of a husband and wife to acknowledge one another in God's honoring way 
will cause their prayers to be hindered. We can be certain that our journey of faith will involve trials and and trials of faith. Uh, it said uh, Rebecca had left her home with the blessing of her family and had journeyed to be the wife of one whose entire life was under the overshadowing, over over overreaching shadow of. God's covenant blessings. And she, and yet she faced struggle, disappointments, and difficulties following God. And putting Him first is, is not a guarantee against difficulty and trials. It is a guarantee of ultimate triumph and in, and in over every, to triumph in and over every difficulty and trials. Amen. God's, uh, God's promise to them did, uh, did not guarantee that they were going to have to to have trials. The Lord Jesus Christ, He said, uh, believe He said, uh, in this world you will have tribulations, and uh, we as Christian people have experienced in our life good times, trials, good times, or 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 uh, answered prayer, and the Lord has brought us through many of them. It has me. Nevertheless, we continue to trust in the scriptures again. Uh, we're going to read Romans chapter 8. Uh, we just read one verse from that. We're going to read a few more verses from there. Romans chapter 8, probably chapter one of my, one of my favorite when I need to read it. Uh, verse 28 through 39. The Bible says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. For whom, according to His purpose, for whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also called. Whom he called, and whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. Verse 38, For I am persuaded, in the words of the Apostle Paul, For we are persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us 
from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, beautiful set of scriptures. We see, uh, we see that uh, that uh, Rebecca said not only did Rebecca face the trial of being unable to bear children for many years, but once she did conceive, the pregnancy was difficulty because of the twins struggling uh, one another in her womb. Notice what she did, and she went to inquire of the Lord again. She went to uh, to the Lord. Uh, a point of interest in Rebecca's life and the purpose of God regarding her children. As mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, aunts, or whatsoever role we may have in the lives of others, our, our greatest concern should be the will of God in our lives and in the lives of those with with and over whom we have an influence. The plans we have for the lives of our children, grandchildren, etc., should be submitted and subordinated to the plans and purpose of God to not be mindful of God's purpose and to not be mindful of God's purpose and will is to ignore that which governs the lives and destinies of all people and all things great and small. I often, uh, I often read the, the Lord's Prayer or repeat it. And... Uh, And I have to. I have to. Let me see. I'm sorry, when uh, Matthew chapter six, I'll I'll read a couple of verses from here. I often. Uh, just quote, try to quote the Lord's Prayer as I'm about at home, at work, at play. But uh, it goes like this. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Lord's Prayer, he repeating that. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then I stop right there and I, I begin to think of what I just quoted and wrote and we ask him for our father's will to be done and uh, it is hard, it's, it's easier said than done <laughs> but we keep praying <laughs> Lord help us uh, we got a few minutes a few more minutes I think we're gonna stop uh, real quick after this a divided home we know the story. Um, Genesis uh, chapter 25, verse 27 and 28. Let's read that real quick. That'll be the last scripture we'll read. Genesis chapter 25, verse 27 through 28. 
And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. We read, uh, it says, uh, point number three is a divided home. After the birth of their children, Isaac and Rebekah presided over a divided home. Each parent was partial to one of, of their two children. If not for the grace and overruling providential mercies of God, this would likely have resulted in the ultimate downfall of a, a home. Uh, I will read this real quick. It said this would, this would uh, ultimate have, if not for the grace of God, this would ultimate been the ultimate downfall of the home. Mark chapter three verse twenty five says, and if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Mark chapter three verse twenty five. The basis of this partiality appears to be the carnal likes and dislikes of each parent as opposed to some spiritual principle or interest in God's will. Isaac favored the son who was an avid hunter and outdoorsman and one more extroverted, aggressive, and rugged. Rebecca favored a son who was more introverted, passive, cunning, and a homebody. Parents do need to be mindful of the differences in their children's personalities character, strength, and weaknesses. There might be, they must be mindful of those things in order to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, not in order to pick a favorite child whose personality is more compatible with their own or more likely from a more fleshly perspective. <coughs> Well, we see, we know the story, and uh, if you can continue and read the story if you like. I'm sure you read it before. Uh, to end this, uh, we we see how the grace of God still uh, persevered in, in this family. Uh, the promises of God still continued until until we came to to the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we read these these stories of of later days, later days, uh, later years before uh, they ministered to us. What these people went through. Some interesting points to consider, and we will uh, close uh, br- uh, close for a break. Rebecca, the daughter of twelve, married uh, married to Isaac. Uh, he said uh, one some characteristics about her that she was beautiful, she was industrious, she was hospitable, hospitable, uh, treated people uh, and guests right. She was a woman of decision. She was modest. She brought trouble into the home by teaching her son deception. Anyway, we leave that on the hands of God. We ask the Lord to bless uh, the reading of this scripture this morning, and we'll take a break.
until the next service.